Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Oh, he's a liar and a coward. Look, he's never filed a lawsuit in his life. He's never actually practiced law. Wall Street Willie's a rich kid from New York who's ridden on his parents' wealth. He's never actually been to court. So what the heck does he know? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He needs to go back to New York with his Harvard education and maybe try practicing real law before he starts calling out other attorneys. Attorney General Andrew Bailey going off on his opponent, Will Scharf. That was on Friday. Yesterday morning we had Will here on the show to defend himself. And he said he's been in plenty of courtrooms and as a prosecutor and was just most recently in court with uh, with Donald Trump. So they're kind of going back and forth at it with each other, right? So yesterday, Kim sends me this article from the Post-Disgrace talking about this tiff between these two candidates. Now, I don't know about you, Kim, but but when I was in school learning journalism to be a broadcast journalist, I was taught that if you're going to attribute something to someone, you you mention them, you attribute it to them. Mm -hmm. But in the days of hyperlinks, they don't do that in 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 written journalism anymore, at least in the online version. I don't know if in the on the print side they mentioned it or not. But here's all it says. It, It says Bailey in an interview on conservative talk radio Friday hit back at his opponent, Will Scharf, calling him a liar. The conservative talk radio part is a hyperlink. And if you click on it, it comes to our show. In the interview, you hear him saying these comments on my show, but it never mentions my show. They don't really attribute us. They just they don't want to draw attention to conservative talk radio. I guess conservative talk radio is like Lord Voldemort. You're not <laughs> I, supposed to say it. They, they can't even get the words "the Mark Cox Morning Show" out. Shame on you, Post Dispatch. That is some weak. That is some weak reporting. Can I just tell you that? If you're going to attribute it to us, attribute it to us. Don't just do stuff like that. I'm sorry. Let me get to John Lamping. John, I'll get off my uh, high horse there. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I can understand you might be upset that, you know, uh, the 10 or 15 people who read the post as fast <laughs> didn't link into your radio show. I so. know. We know they would all be big supporters of conservative talk radio. If you're reading the post dispatch, likely you're in keeping with our values as well. They were probably afraid to click on that link, afraid they'd get some sort of Trump virus on their their, uh, computer. Well, it is interesting to see the races start to heat up a little bit. You know, before I make any comments on on that race, I want to remind your listeners a bit from the very beginning, I've been a a supporter and endorser of Will Sharp. I rarely do I uh, uh, endorse candidates or support them monetarily. But I have from the very beginning for Will, 
uh, with Will. Uh, um, and I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, my in my opinion with uh, Attorney General Bailey was that he's a fine enough man. I don't know anything about him, um, and I just know a lot about Will and feel he'd be a real gift to Missouri. But I do have to say, from the the Sharf camp, this is this is good news. The fact that the incumbent, who's got all the offices, all the the trappings of the incumbency that are positive for political races, seems like he's getting uh, he's getting a little pissed, uh, peed off, and um, and Will's gotten under his skin, and and for him to come back and uh, attack Will in such a personal way, I know Will was back on your show yesterday, and anyone who listened heard a very thoughtful and articulate uh, young man explain why he thinks the things that he thinks. Right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to give him all a chance to come on and, and talk about it. I, um, it, w- it should be an interesting race at this point. I'm sure it's going to tighten up as we, as we head into the next the coming months. A lot of these candidates are in Jeff city this morning, probably in queue already to sign up uh, for, for either reelection or election to these offices. Right, John? That's right. It's a tradition. Um, today's the beginning of um, when you can, register to be a candidate and it's kind of a tradition to have their a big line form uh what happens when you uh when you sign up for an office is you're randomly assigned a place uh, a, a number okay and um and what's interesting is you want to have i think it's the lowest number is what you want to have so then if there's like seven or eight people who arrange the same office then the lowest the lowest number will be the first name on the ballot and why that matters is that, unfortunately, a lot of voters are not informed. And when it comes time to vote for a, especially a lesser office, they tend to pick the first or, or at times the last person that's listed amongst the candidates. So so the, uh, today's the day. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, obviously a lot of people have declared their candidacy. I expect there'll be a surprise or two, uh, I think, particularly in this uh, lieutenant governor's race. I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of talk about, uh, you know, a pretty – um, a known entity out of St. Louis County who could potentially mostly self-fund the lieutenant governor's race. So that race continues to get more and more crowded. So in other words, you're not mentioning names, but you think we would know by later today because they would be down there signing up? I think so. I, I, you know, you know, we, we obviously Lincoln Huff declared earlier, uh, early, late last week, he's running for the office. So now right. we've got three viable candidates out of Jeff City. And and uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll get one or two more. And, and all these races, once you get to the point where there's when there's more than five, then then it really draws in you know six, seven, and eight because at that point you don't need to have you don't have to cover the whole state. Uh, you just need to to be solid in wherever area of the state that you, that you can be solid in. And um, and so to be curious to see how many people jump in. And, and more people. You you mentioned to me that I mean I think when Ander was running for lieutenant governor. He was probably the favorite in that race, and then he opted to run for CD3, uh, which opened this up for Lincoln Huff. Yeah, Bob was the clear favorite uh, in in that race. Uh, that uh, I think he he would have been it would have been very difficult to beat him. Uh, he would have dominated on this side of the state for sure. He has high enough name ID statewide that I think uh, he was viewed as the person that really couldn't necessarily be beat. Um, but now, uh, now that he left that spot, now we are, we're breaking the state up into sections, you know, so, uh, Holly's from Southeast Missouri, Lincoln's from Southwest Missouri, Dean Plocker's from the St. Louis area, you know, it wouldn't be crazy if somebody from, uh, mid Missouri or Kansas city jumped in the race and then you kind of break up the state that way. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you expect any more surprises in CD three? 
No, I mean, I don't. Um, I, I do, well, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if Kurt Schaefer jumped in the race. Uh, Kurt was a state senator when I was there. He was the budget chair, and he unsuccessfully ran for attorney general against Josh Hawley uh, in a primary uh, when Josh first entered that office. Uh, I think I think it's almost kind of expected that Kurt would be running. Um, and, you know, if for somebody else in mid-Missouri or some unknown person in mid-Missouri, that would, that if we got one more person in, that would get us to five with Taylor Burke. Taylor Burke, you know, announced we talked about him last week, and and he will get votes, and he's not. Uh, he, I don't think he'll win, but but he's also uh, not a non-candidate. I think there's another gentleman who whose name escapes me at the moment who who probably won't get more than a few thousand votes. Right. So we'll, well. see. I, I do want to mention. I think uh, we had a big. I think a big thing has happened in the governor's race. If you've got time to discuss, I think that. Uh, you know, from the very beginning, I always suggested to you that I thought that that uh, Kehoe was a prohibitive favorite, like uh, by a lot, and it had a lot to do with Mike's approach to campaigning and and raising money. He raised, he's out raising his opponents, you know, two or three to one. But I think that uh, I know you covered this with with Jay Ashcroft, what he spoke at uh, at Lincoln Days when he he you know he took a very libertarian approach to things, uh, veterans discounting on things, and and I think that's the opening. That I know Igles uh, attacking Jay with and, and and Kehoe is too, but I think that's the opening that Kehoe was waiting for, and that's where you're going to see all that money spent to prosecute um, that issue, as well as to elevate Kehoe standing amongst people like first responders. And so I, I almost this sounds crazy to say this on February 27th, but I think that race just about is over. I think that wow. uh, Ashcroft uh, dug a hole, he dug his grave. And the rest of the race is going to be about that. And Jay doesn't have the money, um, nor will he, to try to explain why he said what he said. And quite frankly, as he's explained what he said, he basically has kind of said it's like a libertarian approach that there shouldn't be special consideration uh, for veterans on things, you know, discounting, things like that. I think it's very problematic. I mean, I think that race, you'll see you'll see that race tighten up and Keel will end up winning this race substantially. I know Bill is a favorite of the station, and I totally uh, love the way he, he campaigns and the issues that he campaigns on. But um, but you know this is uh, this is something that Keo is going to be able to exploit in ways that I don't think anybody else can. Well, so. we will uh, we'll mark the tape on February twenty seventh and then see what happens, John. I appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Great being with you both. Take Abs- care. Absolutely, John Lamping, former uh, Missouri senator, there making a uh, bold prediction in the governor's race. Well, he doesn't think it's bold. Uh, we'll see. I, 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 Jay Ashcroft still has uh, a, a good. I mean, he's still leading in the polls at this point. We'll see how much damage that that uh, comment makes, and we'll get him back on the air and let him uh, explain what he meant by that. How about that? Get more at ninety seven one talk dot com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your- 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.